0: and welcome into our continuing preseason coverage here in the Midstate 48. Chris Brooks here with you, again, as usual. Go on, to bring you on the guys with me this time, Scott Burton and Cameron Reed. Unfortunately, no Tom Duggan in this episode. He actually had something he had to take care of, so we'll see him hopefully back in week one. Uh, Scott, Cam, how you doing? Doing
1: well. Doing really well. Excited to uh, break down our biggest um,
0: area of coverage here yeah. in 6A. Yeah, 6A with 26 teams in our coverage area. Um, a lot of intriguing stories with a lot of these teams, over five different regions. It's uh, a lot to get to as far as those teams are concerned. Um, before we do, guys, uh, obviously we want to thank our sponsors, Miracle Auto Group, for sponsoring Midstate 48 this year. Uh, big get for those with the Galvin family over there in Gallatin, Tennessee. Uh, certainly want to thank them for their sponsorship and uh, hopefully uh, – you guys will enjoy what we've got for you coming up in 2022. Um, 6A is, is has been kind of predictable as far as you know who ends up in the championship game the last half decade at least. Um, Oakland, Maryville. I mean, sometimes it's a Williamson County team on the other side, but between Oakland and Maryville, we can pencil somebody in basically all, right away. And I don't think
1: anything changes this year. Uh, Oakland lo- lost a little bit last year, uh, losing, uh, both Jordan James and Isaiah Horton, uh, but they returned pretty much the whole offensive line and they returned some guys that, that were behind those guys that could have started anywhere else in 6A football.
2: Yeah. And then T- Antonio Patterson as well. I mean, that, they had, uh, that, that two pronged attack in the backfield that was, uh, that was really something special back there. They had very versatile, uh, but I, I agree with you, Cam. I think that, uh, you know, the old adage that Oakland doesn't rebuild, they reload uh, certainly applies with that program.
0: Yeah, the big target on the Oakland's back, and a lot of teams are going to be shooting for that. We'll talk about some of those potential contenders here in a bit. Um, you know, the way this classification is shaken out with five different regions and. Lebanon pretty much in the region by themselves with four other teams out of our coverage area. Now they're one of those teams that we have to kind of look at for 2022 as a potential contender as well, given their success in 21.
1: Not only their success, but their talent level, Um, Jalen Abston and uh, Crowell um, both there at uh, Lebanon are really great athletes. uh, Causes a lot of problems for defenses. Uh, as Abston plays quarterback there for him, and he's one of the best dual-threat quarterbacks in the state. Uh, So Lebanon has to be excited building momentum off off of their uh, appearance last year in the playoffs before being put out by Oakland, ultimately, in a game that they kept close for a while uh, until the second half, and then Oakland pulled away. I believe they won that game like 31-13 or something like that. I think
2: this is a you know this region from top to bottom is probably the most competitive or this class is probably the most competitive class out there. I mean, you could look at uh, especially in our area regions four, five, six, and seven, and point to one team that could make a run, could make things interesting. Um, I think that uh, that being said, I mean, yeah, Oakland is is still you know the king until somebody knocks them off, but there are a lot of contenders out there.
0: And we'll get into a lot of the storylines and some of those teams after in the next segment. But first off, we want to talk about something else that's new for 2022. And I guess not really necessarily new, but it's something that everybody's going to experience is Thursday night football in the mid state. It's typically more prevalent in Memphis and in Knoxville, not really in the Nashville area, but this year with the referee shortage, the TSSAA has asked teams to play more on Thursday nights, or they've simply assigned games to Thursday themselves. And, uh, some of those games, and we're going to go ahead and bring this up right here. You know, Thursday night, there's a game in the area every Thursday night this season. So want to kind of go down some of these games real quick, guys. Um, starting basically in week one, Cain Ridge and Pro Cone, they opened the season on Thursday night last year. They'll do it again in 2022. Hendersonville and Oakland also in week one on Thursday night.
1: Yeah, I believe we yeah. will have both these games uh, covered by 615 Preps. Yeah. Uh, Big test early for Pearl Cone and Kane Ridge. Kane Ridge having problems last year, really uh, getting out of the gate early on in games. Uh, falling behind in some games and, and then not being able to make the complete comeback. It's a big test for both of those there in that, that week one matchup. And then Hendersonville uh, lost Ellis Ellis last year. Um, big test for them going on the road against the the juggernaut that we know uh, Oakland is. Yep.
2: Well, I, and and You know, Chris, we talked about this last year about uh, what was coming with the referee issue, Um, the abuse that they were having to take, the fact that, you know, you have to have a special kind of uh, fortitude to to put those stripes on and and go out there every game and and basically be the most hated person on on the field. I mean, essentially, uh, you're like, uh, you know, it's kind of like, you know, the police, you know, you, everybody loves them until they, they come after you, <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, and uh, yeah, that, that's, uh, you know, we knew that uh, it was eventually going to cause problem and, and this is the result. Yep. Um, for us, it's, you know, it's a great thing because we get to cover more ball. We get to watch more ball, but I'm afraid that it's indicative of another trend that, It's, it's not going to correct itself until uh, there's some better policing uh, in the, uh, you know, uh, by the programs themselves or the schools themselves until, you know, until, you know, we make it a a safe space for referees and they, and they don't, I mean, let the coaches work the referees, you know, you, you cheer, let the coaches work the referees and then, you know, and, and, Yeah, because quite frankly, I mean, think about it. Would you want to do it? Would you want your kids doing it? I mean, the way that people talk these days.
0: Yeah, that's a great point that you bring up. I mean, yeah, this problem hasn't gone away. I mean, the the treatment of officials is as bad as I've ever seen it. And
1: And that is true. Uh, Another thing that we are also forgetting a little bit uh, is the official pay. Uh, the pay can be improved a little by TWSAA and the schools that host uh, because ultimately that comes from the school that hosts the game. Uh, they can improve the pay and I believe that will help a little bit with that indifference with uh, officials not wanting to to ref because of the hostile environments that they're in. Um, these officials are asked to travel every you know 15 weeks out of the year. Uh, they're assigned one area but that area, Uh, can be as wide as you know someone living in in smith county and having to drive to clarksville you know more than half half the season to go call uh high school football games and they're not they're not paid adequately enough no uh, to make it worth worth their while
2: yeah Yeah. and and you know we feel you know we feel a fuel crunch you know chasing games you know ourselves i can't imagine uh to to make that drive i know uh 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 uh, ref, I, I used to know uh well I still know him. I just hadn't talked to him in a long time. But he uh he lived in Clarksville and I watched him ref a game in Greenbrier which is it's still a significant a significant run. Um and if you're having to do that two uh, two days a week right you
0: know, yeah 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 it's it's a it's a big issue and in- it's one of the reasons why we're seeing these Thursday night games. So let's kind of look down the schedule just real quick. Uh, we talked week, about week one, week two. Green at White House a pretty good one. Um, Scott, I think I'm planning for you to be there because I will be yep. out of town in week number two for family engagement. So you're going to have the reins for that week. <laughs> oh,
2: boy. Responsibility. Thanks. Yeah, hey, hey, was go. not my strong point
0: going <laughs> you got BGA Ravenwood and Smyrna and Rockfield. Some pretty good games there in week two on Thursday yeah. night. some good ones down the schedule this year. So you no, know, these can't yeah. just throw away games.
2: No, and I and I hope that uh I hope that the stands uh can fill for these. I mean, I know it gets difficult uh being not it's not gonna be a weekend night. Uh so hopefully uh you know it gets it gives people the opportunity to go to one game and then maybe turn around and go to another one uh, the next night. Yeah. I mean, I know you're going to be there week three. That's our spotlight game, right? Macon County and yep. mm-hmm. Uh So you'll be at that one uh, that, you know, that's, you know, wow. Week three and you get a game of that importance, that magnitude on a Thursday night.
0: You look at that Watertown West Westmoreland game too, Cam. I know you've talked about that game several times in this off season. That's one that you're looking at. Yes, I, I will be in attendance
1: for that game. Um, super excited in a, in a matchup that uh, should decide uh, Region 4 2A, uh, in my opinion. Um, then you go ahead into the Week 4 Thursday night games. Uh, two new head coaches, both at pep, uh, Pope Prep and Independence, uh, battling it out there in Week 4. And what should be, very well could be, the first one to, to 35 or 42 wins that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, as both teams have juggernaut offenses in that matchup.
0: Yeah, and CPA-NBA game too. Um, that's yeah. a great Thursday night of football, even if it was just those two games by themselves. Right. So, and then you throw in Springfield at Wilson Central. Good good matchup for those two teams as well. Uh, Keeping keep on down the schedule, week five you get Joe Burns getting the Thursday night or at Clay County. That's a key region game for them. So, Winner really gets easy. second
1: place more than likely. there right. in region four, One a mm-hmm. Yep.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And like a lot of these games, some of these are not reserved to non-region games. I mean, there are some region games on this schedule. So and some coaches were concerned about that mm-hmm. given not, they're going to have an extra day to prepare for, for a team and um, having to have a short week.
2: Well, that's some of the beach game. That could really be a,
1: a really good game there. It could be both teams taking steps back from, uh, being state contenders, uh, not saying that they're going to be bad. I look for both of those teams still to, to probably make the playoffs this year, uh, but both of them should take a little bit of a step back. Beach suffering from losing a, quite a bit of the coaching staff, uh, leaving and taking new positions at other schools. Uh, Summit trying to replace you know three guys that are at uh, your school, Scott, up there at the University of Kentucky.
2: That's right.
0: <laughs> that week seven game, Station Camp and Mount Juliet. I mean, Scott, you were there last year for that one. That game was a barn burner on Thursday night, and it kind of solidified Station Campus being one of those contenders in, in 5A and, and kind of started Mount Juliet's tailspin at the end of the year.
2: Yeah, I mean, honestly, that's exactly right, Chris. I mean, you came into that game. That was the game that, that kind of legitimized the season the Station Camp was having. Uh, at the same time, it's the game that really put the golden Bears in a tailspin and, and that they never really recovered from. Uh, you know it was it was a great game at station Camp great atmosphere. Uh, it's gonna be really interesting to see uh, what the atmosphere is uh, in Mount Juliet uh, as they w- get a chance for revenge.
0: And speaking of the Golden Bears, they've got three straight Thursday night games when you consider week seven, week eight and week nine. Yeah. And they're all
1: big games. You have a big region matchup there with Station Camp in in week seven. And as you were saying, Scott, what probably will be a pretty big uh, quotable revenge game uh, for Mount Juliet, uh, trying to prove that they are uh, in the upper echelon of that region. Uh, And then you have uh, the battle of Wilson County pretty much with uh, Mount Juliet and Lebanon there in week eight. Uh, Both teams – uh, right at the top of their classifications, uh, both probably top 10 teams, both Mount Juliet in 5A and Lebanon in 6A. Yep.
0: Yep. yep that was one schedule quirk that I happened to just catch on to there. But I think Mount Juliet's third game, I think maybe Republic is that third game on week nine. So not really get a little bit of relief in the schedule there, right. but week nine has Laverne and Overton and, and a couple of teams that we'll talk about in the 6A spot here in just a minute.
1: And I'm excited about that Week 10 matchup there uh, with two teams that historically are pretty good uh, in Brentwood Academy and Endsworth, both looking to take big steps back into contention uh, as far as state title picture uh, this season.
0: Yeah, and that being a region game as well in Week 10, that's that's a critical game for both teams. Speaking of those, like Week 11, playoff seating on the line in Week 11, Fayetteville to Eagleville. Uh Middle Tennessee Christian, at Friendship Christian, that could be for region title that, on Thursday night.
2: I was going to say, Chris, that that looks to be, you know, you know, if things go the way that they look, that could be right there for the region title. Okay. And I think that, uh, yeah, and and Friendship will will have uh, last year on their mind, I'm sure. Yeah,
1: and I will go ahead and say, uh, if everything goes as we expect it to, uh, we will have someone in attendance for that game. <laughs>
0: Hey, that's a pretty safe call because we're going <laughs> yeah. to try to cover as many Thursday night games as possible, too. I mean, that's yeah, that was one thing with the schedule that uh, kind of stood out. Um, Cannon County-Giles County game, too. I mean, that was for a region title last year, so you know, not one to sleep on. This. Hopefully Cannon County can make a little bit more of a surge even after a good year last year. So yeah. got to be some interesting yeah. games There's on gonna be some schedule.
2: Definitely some must-see uh uh, I always said must-see TV, but must-see <laughs> must see games on Thursday yeah. nights.
0: Yeah, I don't think we can say that without having to pay somebody. Yeah. yeah. So, but speaking of paying somebody, we need to pay some bills as well. So let's hear from our sponsor for the Midstate 48, Miracle Auto Group. Hi,
2: everyone. It's Jim Galvin, Miracle Ford, your Ford dealer in Gallatin, Tennessee since 1980. Great news beginning now. When you need service, we
0: can come to you. Our mobile service van comes to you wherever you are, whether you need oil changes, lube, routine maintenance, warranty, filters, wiper blades, batteries, bulbs, recalls, and more. Visit our website. Or call us now. Are you ready for a miracle?
2: And I guarantee you those three guys got that in quicker takes than I've ever done a Coaches and Q intro. Uh,
0: <laughs> I didn't say it, you did.
2: Oh, I I know, but I know the way you think.
0: You're sitting right. Sitting
2: outside, sitting outside of uh, outside of the barbecue restaurant down on Twelfth uh, Avenue. Um, was it Edley's?
0: Yeah, I believe it was. Yeah.
2: Yeah, and I'm sitting there, uh, whole whole uh, sidewalk full of people, and I'm sitting there flubbing line after line after line. <laughs> Those guys are naturals. I'm probably going to be in trouble. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, let's dive into 6A because uh, as many teams as we have, we've got to get right to it. Uh, Starting in region three with Lebanon, Lebanon dominated this region last year. And I'm going to pull these standings from 2021 up. Lebanon finished 11 and two and swept the region games 4 0 there. Um, Quarterfinal appearances, Cam mentioned, against Oakland. Uh, They knocked off Riverdale in round two, which kind of raised some eyebrows about this Lebanon team. But there were signs that the Blue Devils, Early on last year, we're going to be pretty good and we'll be good again in 2022.
1: Yes, uh, I, I look for them to uh, be the class of this region again, uh, as the region other than Lebanon is down uh, pretty drastically, honestly. Um, you look at Cookville there uh, at one and nine, uh, historically uh, pretty good team, a playoff team. Uh, really struggling uh, pretty much ever since uh, Coach Maynard left from up there. Uh, you have to think that they may try to get back in the playoffs this year. Uh, Warren County, a couple years ago, had a really good year uh, with a Division One athlete there. Uh, look for them to, to try to stay in the playoffs. Shelbyville going through a coaching change there. Um, I, I don't see any of them, any of these teams, Shelbyville, Coffee County, Warren County, Cookville, uh, really been in the same class as Lebanon.
2: Yeah. yeah i agree i think that uh this is really lebanon's uh region to 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 take uh, barring a stumble somewhere and i don't think that uh chuck gentry will let uh will let that happen I, and so much is talked about about their offense with anthony crowl uh jalen abston you know their offensive line uh, they have uh, some returning starters a lot of senior presence on this team um but you know let's talk about a Lebanon defense that is always tough. I think that this may be one of the more balanced teams in 6A. Um, I, I really think that Lebanon has a, a really good shot of uh, of winning the games they need to win and, and maybe winning a couple that uh, maybe they uh, get to the playoffs and win one or two that they shouldn't.
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, that Riverdale game last year, was uh uh, just a total defensive effort from lebanon and that's what they're going to rely on some of these games when they get down toward the playoffs because when they're going to face teams like blackman and potentially riverdale again and oakland you know they're going to need that defense to really step up but they've got some veteran leadership on on both sides of the ball there that make them just a really dangerous team in 6a so they're going to be an intriguing team to watch be a fun team to watch because of their skill players
2: yeah, and they've got a they've got an interesting schedule. Uh, it's really going to see how they do down the down the line because they 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 go at Shelbyville, at Mount Juliet, and at Gallatin uh, for uh, three of their last four games before they finish it up Warren County. At uh, you know, I know that Shelbyville's going through some stuff, but that's a, that's a tough little run of a schedule there. And uh, how they come out of that? If they can come out of that unscathed, they'll be on a roll going into the playoffs.
0: Yep, for sure. And
1: let's and uh, and get... should uh, avoid the big three there in the Rutherford County region uh, in the first round with Blackmon, uh, Riverdale, and Oakland. All three uh, should uh, not be factored into that first round for Lebanon.
0: Well, it's funny you mentioned that, Cam, because let's go ahead and get into Region Four because uh, of those of those teams over there in Rutherford County and the way they shook out in 2021. Oakland, back-to-back state champions, unbeaten. Again, 15-0. Uh, Riverdale was 10-2 before 11 and knocked them out. Rockville broke through, got to the playoffs for the first time, but unfortunately lost in a controversial ending to Shelbyville in the opening round game. Stewart's Creek lost 11 in round one as well. Blackman outside looking in last year after giving up 37 points a game. I yeah, think- I
1: believe uh, Blackman returns to the playoffs this year. Yeah. Uh, offensively, uh, they're they're just going to be they're going to put up too many points to to not make the playoffs, in my opinion. Uh, when you look at the Blaze, you uh, you look at Jack Risner uh, Riz- uh their quarterback uh, can sling it around. They have Justin Brown at uh, wide out, uh, just a really solid team. They also have. Uh, Transfers from Answorth and Lipscomb Academy coming in uh, at the receiver position. Um, ultimately, though, what what it comes down to for Blackman is going to be uh, run defense. Um, that's where they struggled last year. Teams were gashing them left and right. Uh, you know, you said I believe that they averaged giving up thirty seven points a game last year, but I bet they averaged over thirty. You know, they lost a lot of close games. Uh, they put up the points. They just can't, uh, couldn't find enough stops last year. Uh, pretty senior-laden team this year. They find a way back in the playoffs. Uh, I believe the battle between them and Riverdale for the second spot, Oakland still uh, king of the mountain as far as I'm concerned until somebody knocks them off. As Ric Flair said, uh, to be the man, you got to beat the man. Uh, and it, the Oakland seems to be like Ric Flair. They're going to be around until they're 75 years old. Uh, but yep. – uh, you know, other than those three, you know, Stewart's Creek, Rockville, uh, maybe Sequel even sneaks back in there at that fourth spot again. Um, but really like Oakland, what they have coming back as far as the offensive line. And as I said in the intro, um, they had a lot of talent last year, but they also had a lot of talent behind those behind that talent. Um, I've, I've told you uh, off the air, Chris, that if, if Eric Taylor wins Mr. Football for Oakland, they will – repeat as state champs and and i feel 100 percent confidence in that uh i look for him to have a breakout year and also look for khalil james to have a good year for them also at running back
0: yeah the one thing with taylor though he is going to miss some time with a shoulder injury and when they get him back it's going to be really important because they don't want to miss a lot of time with him out of the lineup he will be too valuable to that team to to have him miss many games uh but riverdale is the one that i'm kind of back and forth on because on one hand, that defense is still going to be pretty good, but they did lose some pieces on that side of the ball. So, is it going to be good enough to get them second place? When we we'll talk about some of the key games in this region, and you look at that blackman Riverdale game right off the bat, September second, that's a big game for a lot of people just because of where those two teams kind of fall in, the, in this in this discussion.
2: Well, I, I agree. I think uh, Riverdale. Uh, I think their offense is talented. You know, they, they have the Lipscomb transfer, Braden Graham. At uh, at quarterback, and you know they get Siegel transfer, Thompson, a transfer, Jalen Thompson at wide receiver, uh, and of course Caleb Perry, you know all everything. But I think there's questions on the offensive line there. Uh, so can can they buy time? Can they run the ball? But but then you turn and look at Blackman, and you know they've got the offensive talent to score on anybody. And you know they've had a year to get accustomed to Chandler Tiger's scheme. Uh, the question is, you know, can they stop anybody? Can they run the ball? Keep the clock running? Those are the big questions for Blackman. Uh, if they can, I think that they challenge that for that second spot. You know, you get uh, Jacob Page, Elijah Pitts, Justin Brown at wide receiver, uh, Risner and uh, Brown at quarterback. Uh,
0: uh,
2: the other Thomas. quarterback. Thank you.
0: Yeah, uh, and then Marshall at tight end. We can't forget him because right. he's a legitimate prospect too, and putting his hand on the ground this year according to Tiger is it's going to be one of the keys for that offense as well. They want him to be able to run block a little bit in that offense.
2: And to make their defense stronger, Tiger is going to actually move some of those offensive skill players to the defense in order to 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 try to slow some things down cuz he even recognizes that defense is going to be, you know, a key to their success. Mm-hmm. I yep. think when you get down to that fourth spot, you're really looking at Rockville and Stewart's Creek, and and truthfully, whoever wins that game is going to have that that fourth spot. In my opinion, yep. um, Rockville, new coach, um, uh, Stewart's Creek, you know, uh, losing uh, quite a few players. It's, it's going to be uh, an interest, interesting to see which team can come out on top there.
0: Yeah, I mean, we get down to that September 30th game Oakland and Blackmon. Um, depending on how that Riverdale game shakes out, I mean, that could be for the region title right now, or it could be Oakland-Riverdale on the 14th. And the 14th is a big night for the entire region just because I think that region's going to be shaking out one through four on that night. I don't think it gets to week 11.
1: That is a uh, trap game there for Oakland. I'm, I'm not really sure if you could call it a trap game because Blackman's offense... Uh, As you said, Scott, can put up points on anybody. Um, But that's a game that Oakland is not the same Oakland that they were last year or the year before. Oakland could lose a game this year, in my opinion, uh, but still be there uh, in Chattanooga.
2: Yeah, Yeah, it'll be – Blackman, what, put up 36 points, I think, last year? the only
0: team – they were the only team to put up more than 30 against Oakland, but Oakland scored 63 in that game.
2: (laughs) Right, right, right.
0: So – there there is that that they're going to have to probably here's my thing on on blackman 37 a game last year that they gave up that number's got to get down to 29 at minimum if you're still giving oh, yeah. up 30 points a game that's a bad that's a bad sign a bad oh, yeah. sign so, i mean just to, to be able to say we don't give up 30 points a game we give up less than that that's a big point for your offense i mean if you can hold a team to one fewer touchdown a game that's a big deal and uh, that's
2: and that's going to be a tough a uh, tough task when you look at their their schedule with Galton on on the schedule and Summit on the schedule. Uh, you know that's going to be a, a tough task to keep that down.
0: Yeah, and they open with Brentwood, and that game was a barn burner last year in Week One. Yep. So there's going to be some some tests for Blackman, but I do think that they'll be in the mix there come October for potentially reaching championship.
1: So basically, what we're saying, folks, if you're free. Um, uh, on a Friday night and you want to see some offense, go watch Blackman.
0: Pretty much guaranteed. You're going to see points. It's uh, that that's the, uh, the motto with this region, especially with the blazing there and they're blazing fast motto. And they want to try to go faster than last year. And they, they think they can do it. So be interesting to see what Chandler Tigers bunch puts up in this region. But like you said, Cam, it's Oakland's region until somebody knocks them off. Right. Um, on to Region Five, and a pretty good little mix right here of teams that uh, have some questions to answer because of graduation of a lot of key plays, of a lot of key players from 2021. Hendersonville won this region, one went up ten and four, went to the semifinals. Summit ended their year there. Hendersonville ended Beach's season in the quarterfinals a week earlier, as the Buccaneers finished nine and four. Gallatin was five and six, out in the first round. Clarksville knocked off Kane Ridge in the first round of the playoffs last season, and kind of surprising people. And I think that if we're talking about any of these teams, Clarksville's the interesting one here because they've got a lot back.
2: Yeah, including their quarterback. Uh, you know their their quarterback was all last year. They had to use uh, their previous running back as a quarterback last year, and still made the playoffs, and still uh, won a game there. Um, but. Yeah, this is the one region that I look at and I could see that one bad week by somebody, this thing's, this thing's chaos. I mean, you know, there's not one team, you know, when you look at, you know, region, uh, when you look at region four and you go, okay, Oakland should be here. Riverdale probably here. You know, you look at, you look at this one and uh, you know, it's not beyond the realm of possibility to see this thing be with Hendersonville, you know, second or third. Yep. Um, uh, it just one bad week just because, like you said, Chris, graduation has taken its toll in this region.
1: Yeah, and, I believe, and to Cam's yeah.
2: point, also, coaching moves have taken a toll in this
1: region. Yep. Yeah, I believe the four teams that make the playoffs this year will be the same four teams. Uh, but we've talked about in other regions, uh, it's really anyone's game, anyone's ball game in, in this region, in my opinion. Uh, all the every team has what it takes to win the region, in my opinion. Galton is very much improved. Seen them a couple times this spring and this summer. Uh, really like what they have with uh, quarterback Zach Cook um, and uh, Jaheim Merriweather, uh, which Jaheim could play anywhere uh, in the state, regardless of classification. Uh, he's got a, several D one offers, including an offer from the University of Michigan. Uh, you look at that September sixteenth game. Uh, I believe it is a uh, spotlight game of the week for us. It is. Uh, Gallatin at Hendersonville. Um, That one could decide the region, in my opinion. Uh, Beach losing the majority of their coaching staff. They're just such a big question mark. You you can't doubt uh, Coach Crabtree, but uh, they lost a lot, and they were good assistants. Uh, Mm -hmm. So it'll be interesting to see how uh, Beach starts the year off. Big test on September 2nd, first region week. Against Hendersonville, we'll find out uh, there in week three.
2: Yeah, I, th- I think that's going to be uh, it. Being earlier in the season, I actually think that may benefit Beach. Um, you know, Henderson uh, Hendersonville's got a uh, a quarterback coming up. We got a, you know, their their starter graduated last year, and and they've got some things they got to put together. Uh, you know, they've got sophomore quarterback Caleb Sam's. Um, you know. the the team just lacks experience that'll come later on. That's why I think that this may be the year that beach actually jumps up and takes this region again. I think that, uh, they put together a team. They've got, they've got talent in the right spots. They got a good quarterback. They, uh, got a couple actually. Um, and, uh, you know, Bronco Hanks back there, uh, on the defensive side, you, you know, he's just a, a, a bellwether back there they have talent and depth but i'm like you cam the 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 one you got to watch for the black you know the black uh, horse in this one has got to be gallatin uh i think that's the team to watch for they if they're not if they're not uh going if they if they don't win it they could do they could be a wrecking ball in this region and and just kind of throw things up um uh, you know jaheem merriweather is a force And I think that they are in much better position than they have been in the past. And Coach Watson uh, really likes this team. Uh, And, you know, Clarksville, you know, they get their quarterback back after injury. I think that they likely will be the fourth team, but don't be surprised if West Creek doesn't, win a few games here and there and make it interesting. They have a new coach in Rob Galowitz and 24 seniors returning. Uh, they are working on a new scheme, but they could win some games that maybe that we would have thought they shouldn't, and they could be a team to watch.
1: Yeah. When we look at this region, I mean, Hendersonville is going to go as uh, junior Mason Baker goes for them. Uh, just a stud athlete for them. Uh, beach, you know, the, the coaching staff concerns uh, is the question mark for for them Gallatin's biggest question mark is consistency on the offensive line uh, we've seen it at times uh, in scrimmages where they looked really dominant uh, running out of that uh, wing T, but we've also seen it at times where they struggle to keep the quarterback clean uh, so it, that that's three of the top teams right there in that region and they all three have question marks going into the season
0: yeah it's one of these regions where legitimately you could see like a three-way tie for first place because the These teams beat up on each other. So uh, Clarksville's a wild card. But If you trip up against Clarksville, you may not be at home in the first week of the playoffs. Let's take a break, and then we will come back with Region 6 and 7 on the other side. But first, we need to hear from our friends at Innovate Medical. are back getting into region six where this region struggled in the first round of the playoffs last year other than Overton who made a little bit made some waves there now they, they didn't fare too well against region five um, Cambridge was seven and four got knocked off by Clarksville uh, Smyrna Overton was third McGavick fourth and then Dixon County Antioch and Laverne outside looking in Um entering 2022 it seems like this might be a three-horse race.
1: I agree. Uh, It's sort of like Region uh, 5. All three teams that uh, have a chance to win this region all have question marks. Uh, One team didn't really have a question mark until uh, you broke the news to me uh, a couple days ago, Scott, that Overton uh, suffering from an injury here early on. I really liked Overton win this region this year. uh, If it was not for that uh, injury, of course, Cane Ridge having the question of coming out of the gate early in ball games. Uh, if they can come out uh, and play the way they did in the second half of a lot of games last year, you have to think that seven and four record will improve. Uh, Smyrna, led by uh, Arian Carter, um, which is a just a stud athlete that's got uh, several Division One offers. Uh, you you really like those three teams there at the top of Region Six, and then the other four are really battling out for one spot. Uh, does is McGavick, you know, do, can they keep some consistency there and begin to build off of it, uh, making the playoffs last year? Uh, but I really like this region. Um, I like the experience in this region uh, compared to Region 5, especially when it comes time for the playoffs this season. Yep.
2: Well, I think this region has a lot to offer. And I'm, I, th- I still think that uh, that this is Cane Ridge's uh, – Region. I think they've got uh, a lot of talent. You have 17 seniors returning. A lot of three-year starters. Uh, really, uh, Coach Woods has been working on culture. That's been his. That's been their mantra. Yeah, he's really focused on the culture and not worrying about a lot of the outside st- outside stuff. Uh, you know, he'll he'll tell you last year uh, they didn't when it came down the stretch they didn't pay attention to details. Um, They played uh, well. We've seen them uh, in a couple of scrimmages. Uh, They played well against Oakland and Endsworth, but they've still got to maintain that focus. They're going to focus on trying to run the ball a little bit more than they have in the past. And they've got a good running back and a really good running back in Reggie Goodlow Jr. yeah, you know, they got a good receiver in Mose Phillips and of course Shivan Abdullah, the quarterback. There's a lot of experience there. And I think this team is really, really poised to take the next step. I uh, think, you know, talking to Coach Woods, you know, he, he wants his offense to be vanilla, but a spicy vanilla. <laughs> yeah. You know, so, you know, the biggest question to me is can they shake off last year and not get down when things turn against them and stay up? Because if they don't. Smyrna is going to be sitting there right in the rear view window, ready to take advantage of. I do agree with you. I think Arian uh, Carter is a beast and they also returned four offensive linemen and their starting quarterback, Landon Miller. Uh, And that, you know, they've got a, you know, special teams. They got a really good kicker too. But uh, you know, and I agree with you that uh, Overton, you want excitement, turn on the juice. I mean, he's he he is something special. So I think it's really a three a three team race. Uh, I think that fourth spot, um, McGavick, I would say has the inside lead with Demetrius Bell, uh, Josh Martin. At uh, but do they have enough around them defensively to stop opposing offenses? I don't know. Yeah. But uh, don't be surprised about Laverne. Laverne's and got we, some special players.
1: While we're talking about this region, I just want to give a shout out to Coach Arnold there at Antioch uh Antioch has been struggling in the last couple of years he's done a really good job this year of getting uh more players out to play for the team as they improve their roster from 21 kids to 60 so a huge shout out to coach Arnold uh hopefully turning that Bears program around
0: yeah and a couple of coaches the new coaches in Metro that we mentioned in another preview show uh have had that kind of similar similar theme like at Glencliff and Antioch and and Stratford-McGavick, just getting more kids out there, getting the numbers up. That's kind of a big deal with those programs, considering that they've struggled with that here in the last decade. So, yeah, it's a big deal for those kids.
2: I think it's a a great sign that these coaches have been able to go out there and recruit and I use recruiting in the terms of getting into the student body and getting their teams to sell the students into coming into the program and buying in. And that takes a special kind of commitment and a special kind of coach. And like you said, the coaches over at Glencliff, Maplewood, uh, you know, the coaches over at uh, McGavick and, and all those, you know, doing what they can to get those Metro students uh, playing football. I think it's a special thing to see. I agree with you. Antioch. Uh, they've they've struggled, but I think that they're 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 on their way of, of turning that program into some you know into something they can be proud of.
0: Yep, and we mentioned Overton mentioned turning on the juice uh, juice majors Delaney majors they're all everything weapon is uh, going to miss some time with an injury that he suffered in the off season. He is running at this point in the preseason, but when he will return is a big question mark right now. But If he does get back in time, at least for that Overton-Cain Ridge game on October 7th, he could be the X-Factor in this region for sure. And that's one I've got circled.
1: Well, guys, uh, looking at the uh, key games here, October 7th, as you said, Chris, uh, at Cane Ridge for Overton, and then October 28th, uh, hosting Smyrna. So there's a very good chance that uh, uh, the juice is back for both those games. Uh, And if that's the case, Overton uh, still has – a shot to win this region, in my opinion.
0: And Ryder uh, Hagen's a very good quarterback, even without Juice in there. So, I mean, yeah, they're going to find a way to get points on the board against other teams. And the schedule falls right for them to still contend, even without Juice for however length of time he's out.
2: I, but you look at Chris, you, you look at the, the games that you've picked out as the key games, and there's a key in this. And they're just about one, two, three, four, four out of the games you have McGavick.
0: <laughs> yep.
2: McGavick, uh you know they 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 can do uh they can do some damage to this region it, i mean if they win the right game they can turn something up on its head
0: and i have um, talked to several coaches who were saying keep an eye on McGavick, they can be dangerous
1: yeah. and you know so if, if worth if it works out the way that uh we've all been talking uh you know if those top 3 are pretty solid in Cambridge Smyrna and Overton none of those three can afford to lose that game mm-hmm.
2: yep. uh, and the thing is, is that, and I and again I'm going to mention Laverne uh, they've got a quarterback over there javon Drake that's being uh, recruited by EKU semo and etsu uh, they've got offensive lineman that's also being recruited there's some talent in Laverne now that uh, uh, you know well they're they're rebuilding that program and I think coach Woodward's got that one moving forward so they could be dangerous coming down the stretch
0: yeah, yeah it could be interesting to see that, that race for that number four spot if McGavick does damage like people think they will it may be McGavick in that four spot but if they do slip you're looking at Dixon County possibly Laverne and, and who knows Antioch could yeah. make some big strides this year
2: yeah what about Jeff Thomas leaving Montgomery Central and going to Dixon County I mean yeah. th- that you know like I said th- I think you know, I think Cane Ridge is uh, at the top of the list right now. But, yeah, from, from there down, it could get real interesting really quick.
0: Cane yep. Ridge and Smyrna have put on some very good games over the past couple of years, and I would expect nothing less from those two this year as well. And that September 30th game at Smyrna on the new turf there at Smyrna. It's another new theme. A lot of teams getting turf that yeah. are being laid down this year. Or so and a lot of 6A schools. And we're going to hear a couple more of those here in just a second because when we go to Region 7.
2: I was going to say, All, Williams nice segue. 20,
0: all <laughs> Williamson County, all turf fields is Summit and Independence getting new playing surfaces this year. Summit has to basically reload because you lose Destin and Keaton Wade and Brady Pierce and several other contributors from a 5A state champion the three years ago and a, a runner-up the last couple of years. Yeah. Uh,
2: I, I think if you, if you could sum up this region competitive is going to be what you come up with because th- this, you know, you know, the two, of the, two of the uh, most dreaded uh, players uh, in the, in the region have graduated. Yep. And now everybody is focused on, on one. There's, there's one that everybody's worrying about and that is uh, don't get uh Oh gosh, I'm drawing a blank. Parson. Yeah, we go. Parson, not Parsons. Uh, he took the yeah. S off of that and he, he put it did. on his chest.
0: That's it. That's <laughs> it. Yeah, the uh, the running joke hey. there was uh, somebody another media outlet had his had his name with an S in the end, and there's no S in the end, so he kindly nope. corrected them.
1: No, that's right. But guys,
0: when
1: when I look at this region, I see Murderers Row. Uh, you're going to have a really good football team not make the playoffs out of this region. Um, you know, of course you mentioned Parson, uh, I believe Ravenwood is, is a clear one in this region. Uh, but guys, independence in my opinion is going to see a big jump this year. I think that they probably finished second, uh, in this region and that game between Ravenwood and independence is a must see game, especially, uh, with that West, uh, side of the state as I believe that matchup has a very high likelihood of, of happening twice. Uh, in both October 28th and also in the quarterfinals uh, if things end up the way uh, that I believe they will. Uh, then you look at the rest of the the region. I mean, Brentwood, you know, they have had a transfer come in from Ann Arbor. They have to find out who's going to start a quarterback for them. Uh, But they're historically just – they're historically a playoff team. And and Summit, you know, man, I want to play them early if I'm playing them because they they have – they still have talent. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's Williamson county so they're, they're going to reload with talent uh, but it's inexperienced talent this year for for the Spartans uh, that October 7th game could be a trap game there for independence uh, but the wild card in this region is centennial yep, uh, yep. you know can Centennial possibly uh, getting them early could they possibly beat Summit on the 16th of September and you know could Summit miss the playoffs? That's a real light, you know that's a real possibility uh, in this region.
0: And that October 28th game is, is for a playoff spot between Centennial and Brentwood, because the loser of that game is not making it right. In my opinion. I mean, unless Brentwood does knock off one of independence or Ravenwood. Now listen, Brentwood Ravenwood is a really good game every year. So they could, they could wind up beating Ravenwood in the regular season and throw this whole thing into chaos.
2: Yeah, I agree. I mean, uh, you know, Ravenwood is not unbeatable. I mean, they, they could stumble. Um, you know, listen. You know, go to media day and listen to Chris Parson talk. He is laser focused, and I think that that Ravenwood team, uh, they're going to go as he goes. And and you know, he he is this year. He's had a year in the system. Uh, you know, Coach Hester said that he knows where everybody is on the field and where they should be at any given time. Mm. I mean, he is he is that good of a quarterback. But, you know, it, it's not a one man game and there are op- op- opportunities and they can't afford to slip up because I agree with you, Cam. I think Independence and Scott Stidham's team is just sitting there waiting. I don't know that there's a more loaded team from top to bottom out there than Independence right now. Ty Lockwood, Trey Hartwell, um, you know, Cody, uh, I'm going to butcher that. Help me, Chris.
0: Cody, not
2: Package? Uh-huh. package, package, package. Thank you. I didn't want to. I didn't want to butcher that. Um, Steel Katina. I mean, you know, top to bottom, this team has got the ability to win this region, and uh, and Ravenwood can't afford to let their foot off the gas. Um, I fully expect that October twenty eighth game, all things being considered, to be for the region championship. But I also think that Brentwood is not going to be. Uh, They've got a lot of seniors. They, they do have a a quarterback situation. They've got to straighten out, but I think Adam uh, Fontacha is going to be going to end up being the quarterback there. Um, He's a very talented safety. There's a lot of seniors on that. Uh, Their offense and defensive lines are strong. I expect Brentwood to be in that third spot. And I think that it's going to come down to, I agree between summit and Centennial for that fourth spot. And, uh, Yeah, it's just hard for me to see. It that's really going to be a tough one because both of those teams. I think Centennial has the personnel to win that game, and I think that you know Brian Coleman he is always a tough out. So it's you know I don't think that I think that team. You know they've had guys back there backing up the Wade uh, the Wade guys, and uh, you know I just don't know that the player that they don't miss is Brady Pierce.
0: Yeah, because he did a little bit of everything for Summit. And you know, when you have to replace a player at, at three, even four positions, that, that's very difficult. Um, the one thing I will say about Region 7 is because they match up with Memphis, and Memphis is still reeling from missing an entire season in 2020, they're not going to be back for another two years before they're back being really competitive again. I see all four teams that get into the playoffs in Region 7 at least getting to the second round. I, I see a sweep there.
1: I'm going to say no, uh, just because of the inconsist- inconsistencies uh, that that loom uh, for Summit or Centennial. And I believe that Houston County team uh, out of Memphis can be really good uh, this coming up season.
0: Interesting. We'll uh, see how that goes. Yeah.
2: But, uh, well, you, you look at uh, – I just want to mention on Centennial because they've got, you know, they pretty much have overhauled. They've got new coordinators. Um, you know, they've got a dual threat quarterback back there. Uh, you know, it's, it's tough. They've, you know, they've got a experienced lineman. I, I don't know that, I mean, they could up and get that third spot if they, you know, everything goes right. I, I don't want to discount them saying that they're, you know, they're just in fourth. I mean, you know, they're, they're a really good team and I, you know, I, I as far as Franklin goes, i I think they're on their way, but I still think they're a couple of years out for Alex Milton and his crew.
0: Yeah. They, they just lost uh, way too much the last couple of years to, to be really considered Yeah, in the mind well, they're running at this point.
2: Yeah. They're just incredibly young. They're yeah. just incredibly young, you know, give them two, three years and, and, and they're probably competing. Mm-hmm. It's going to be interesting to see what the fall, of, you know, where, where, where this, uh, this region looks in, in two, three years.
0: Yeah, that, that's another thing. I mean, when they reclassify after this season, who knows? Right. Because a couple of these teams, man, we may be seeing another team or two added to this mix in mm-hmm. Williamson County.
1: And guys, looking at uh, that October
0: 28th uh,
1: matchups there with Centennial-Brentwood, in, at independence uh, when you look at those two compared with all the other key games we have that are on the 28th of October, uh, if any of our viewers would like to – uh, donate a helicopter uh, for us to be able to cover more games. We would very much appreciate
2: that.
0: <laughs> uh, tribute to the, uh, to the legend, Rudy Kalis. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Chopper for channel four for all these years. And, uh, yeah, I don't know who's going up in the helicopter. I once well want to know. I've done it before. Okay. Cam. Okay. Cam, Cam you, got it. <laughs> yeah, you, you volunteered, So we're all good there.
2: Yeah. You and chopper Dave. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, 6A, uh, it's just it's just a brand of football that uh, you don't see in a lot of places. It's very good football all the way around and uh, a lot of exciting games on the schedule for this year. Um, really, really ready to get going. Not too much longer now. Uh, guys, final thoughts about 6A before we head out?
1: Uh, still Oakland's to lose. Uh, they have to replace a little bit. Uh, but when you have the best coach in the state, regardless of classification, you know, it's tough tough to beat Coach Kevin Creasy, and it's really tough to to win that game at Oakland uh, as they have a huge winning streak there at home at Ray Hughes Stadium in Murfreesboro. I believe it's up like 53 games or, or something like that since Coach Creasy was, has been over there. Uh, Maryville, I know they're not in our uh, area demographic, but guys, they're good. You know, last year's game with Oakland was 24-14. That's the team that if somebody knocks Oakland off before Chattanooga, that's the team that's going to do it. Uh, and then Ravenwood. We talked about how they go as Chris Parson goes. You know, number one, can they be consistent enough to make it to Chattanooga? And then do they have enough to get over the hump once they get there?
2: If if there's one thing that I've heard uh, consistently from coaches this offseason, it's how you deal with – adversity. And uh, a lot of those teams, is, I think you're, you're looking at, uh, you know, we look at it, we say Oakland, uh, Maryville, probably your top. And beyond that, it's carnage. I mean, it, it really, there could be, there could be a new, a new uh, team rise up on the west side of things. And I think that it's going to come down to teams that can weather the storm that can uh, deal with adversity, maybe overcome injuries. But in the end of the day, I wouldn't be surprised to see a team on that side of the bracket, uh, you know, give somebody a really good game and possibly win this whole thing.
1: Yeah, and you talked about uh, a team coming out of nowhere. If, it, if there is a team that comes out of nowhere on either side, east or west, I'm going to go ahead and peg that team. That team will be the Independence Eagles. All right. Bold words.
0: Couple of questions I have are like: Are can teams like Gallatin or Overton or Cane Ridge make some noise in that bracket this year and potentially, you know, get a little bit deeper run? And do not sleep on Lebanon; they are the most dangerous team outside of Oakland and Ravenwood, I think, in 6A. Probably even maybe not maybe as much as Maryville, but you even slip for a second and they'll get you. So. I think Levin makes a ton of noise and and at least gets to the quarterfinals, and we'll see.
1: It's going to be a fun year. Yeah. One issue with that, though, Chris, is they would have to go to Ray Hughes Stadium. Uh, And then you mentioned Gallatin. Uh, You know, Gallatin has the talent. They got a a sophomore offensive tackle that's about, you know, already starting to get small D1 offers that's going to blow up, in my opinion. Uh, And then they have Jaheem Merriweather, one of the most talented players in the state. Uh, you know, they're a team that if they get hot at the right time, they could make a semifinal run.
0: Yep. You talk about that long winning streak for Oakland at home. Yeah, it's it's been a, a great run for them, but it will end at some point. And if a team's going to do it, I think Lebanon has a better chance than Maryville does. I'm going to call it right now. I think Lebanon has a better chance than Maryville does of winning at Oakland if they have to get there in the playoffs. But – I still think it's Oakland's to lose. So you got to love the both statements here I, on 615 Prep. I agree.
2: No. I actually agree with that. I think if, if Oakland stumbles, it won't be the mariville game because they'll be up for that. I think yeah. if Oakland stumbles, it'll be one of the games that they're expected to win at, You know, earlier in the playoffs. If they get that Maryville game, then I think that uh, – uh, I'm not saying that mariville won't win, but I don't think I, – I think that they will be up for that one. Because yeah. they've been there before and their kids know what it takes to win there.
0: And these aren't our official picks yet. We'll have those out before Thursday, week one. So stay tuned for those at six one five preps.com. Shameless plug there. But uh <laughs> yeah, we're good at that here. We're good at and that. We're here. definitely shameless. Yeah. <laughs> that's the truth too, Scott. So that's it for us for our class six a preview for the mid-state forty-eight powered by Miracle Auto Group. I want to thank them. I want to thank intimate Medical as well for sponsoring the shows this season for cameron reed for scott burton on chris brooks we will see you next time division two is the final preseason preview show we have to come before things really get going so make sure that you like and subscribe on youtube make sure that you listen wherever you get your podcast 615preps.com follow us on social media the whole nine yards because there's a lot more coverage coming your way and for all of us 615preps have a good one (laughs) i <laughs>